So hi, this podcast is recorded in a house with animals, and unlike most of the other podcasts we do, okay, The Hidden Almanac, uh, we don't kick the animals out and lock them out unless they're an absolute nuisance, so there's a small tortoiseshell cat wandering around my office slash studio right now, and we can expect probably dogs, other cats, and I've checked on the chickens, they're safely asleep in their coop, and, and all that. Three more eggs today. Ah, yeah. Three more eggs today. Spring is sprung. The other thing to mention is we do like our swearing. Oh, do we ever. And as such, it is worth noting that while this is not a podcast that could be considered explicit in many ways, we swear a lot. And so we have to mark it as explicit on iTunes and whatever. Content usually hits PG-13 at the worst. For strong language. Strong language. So that much being said, hi folks, welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 88. We're going to do letters next week, so you have another, a, a little bit more of a time to get in some comments before we do our next letters show, and I have a really interesting interview with Sharon to share with everybody who had some really interesting Interesting stuff going on since Sharon works as a writer, a podcaster, uh, travels, and has to earn money, so has two jobs, one in retail and, and one as a coffee shop barista. So there's a lot going on, and talking to Sharon was was pretty awesome. Cool. Really, just fantastic stuff. But we'll get to that in a little bit. I think it's it's time to talk about how we've been productive this past week, and in a lot of ways, I've been very productive. I have. <laughs> oh man, you got at the deep voice and, and, and put your hands on your legs. I was oh, like, yes. oh god, we we have to make a report of our productivity. I'm getting I'm getting serious. Yeah, it actually, I had a really good job interview the other day. They're going to make me do the take home coding assignment. We're going to do a group code review next week. This is my first time having anything like this happen in an interview, so. I'm a little nervous, I'm a little stressed, but it's not as bad as it was two weeks ago when Dorsai thing was going to happen in, like, two days and everything was exploding. Right. So I should be able to spend some quality time on it this next uh, few days, because I've got until Tuesday, basically. It'll be exciting. The other thing is, you know, I, I continue to apply other places. I've got another initial call on Monday, and I put in a uh, job application, a query, since they didn't have an online form or anything like that. It was just email jobs at. Uh, But the role is as a technical evangelist, which is really interesting and something I get more excited about, since it seems to be coming up more and more often, going out and talking to the community and working with the partners to the company and the developers and appearing at shows to talk about the technology that these people are working on that ostensibly, if I get the job, I would be working on. And it's kind of a hybrid technologist and community manager position. And this is the second one I've seen a listing for. So I'm I'm really, really interested in going more of this. I mean, I like meeting people. Oh, you do. You are an extrovert. I enjoy, well, I pretend really well. Don't give me that look. I am not saying that I, I am not denying your your <laughs> self diagnosis, <laughs> but you are far more of an extrovert than I am. Okay, that's true. On uh, this is you know something like saying that uh, 
a a minnow is smaller than a whale shark. <laughs> I, I I suppose that's true. And one of the things I think that would potentially make me a good fit for this sort of role is that I like to talk to people, like I said, but. I also like to talk about technology and I can get really excited about things that I use and things that I am involved with, as we've seen on the show. Yeah, yeah, you kind of do a whole podcast about productivity. <laughs> about productivity, <laughs> right. And I really enjoy the interviews and things like that. So, Did, did you mention this podcast? I did, absolutely, yeah. yeah. As well as the articles I'd written recently, as well as the presentations I'd done at uh, All Things Open. Um, so we'll we'll see. The other thing I got done this past week was I submitted talks to All Things Open. It is almost the end of their call for papers time, and it was important for me to get a, a nice round of talks. Maybe uh, I can get accepted this year. Uh, one I'm excited about, and this is my second year pitching it, is uh, Cassandra Kaw and I have talked about storytelling for developers. Which is something that, that people don't talk about. We all, when we talk about writing our tickets or feature requests, we talk about stories, user stories. The whole idea about this is you're going to describe what the user is going to be doing with the software. Maybe not in minute detail, but you're literally telling a story about what a user might wish to do. There are other aspects to it. But not having a good basis in, say, storytelling, if you just say the user would like to click this button and get a link, that's not going to get as much attention paid to it by the people who make the decisions as something a little more robust. There's also the idea that there are a lot of indie game developers out there, people who want to develop games, and it's really easy to do you know, hack and slash or action, but somewhere underneath a lot of these, there is story. And oftentimes the story is a thin veneer over top of let's go blow shit up. I, I still you would know. dearly, dearly love if uh, I could someday do something with cryptic stitching that did not involve me doing tech support for it. Right. But, which right. is into almost entirely a story-driven game and has no... I, yeah. In, in fact, needed a bit of a uh, like a combat system for the hunting thing, which is where I... The whole hunting sequence is where I, is where I got stuck. Because I was like, I don't even know how to do this. <laughs> it, it was working out okay when you were working on it. But we'll... You know, that's, that's one of those we'll go back to it someday projects there i have so many you do speaking you do. of stories in fact i feel that some advice i gave you earlier today about telling a story yes was worthwhile and i i do you feel it was worthwhile you can i think tell no me. it was absolutely worthwhile and part of this was about the coding homework i have because one of the things that's happening this week, as a matter of fact, on Friday, so the day after this comes out, is we go in for our final round of immunizations for our trip to Asia next month. Which include rabies number three, which is apparently the painful one, mm -hmm. and cholera. And the cholera vaccination is... Uh, you shall not eat before this, and you shall not eat after it, because you're taking cholera. <laughs> and, also, it's apparently really nasty. Yeah, and side effects are like nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. You know, I don't, I don't know about diarrhea, but certainly uh, about vomiting, but certainly diarrhea. And I don't know. I got the book right here. Hold on. Yeah, they're, they're like, yeah, there's, there's, 
there's side effects to this one. I mean, it's still better than having cholera. Yeah. And in order to drive this point home, the nurse showed me a picture of a cholera bed. A cholera bed, which is where you treat someone who has cholera, is basically a medical cot with a hole cut where your butt goes. Mm-hmm. And then a pan under it. Here we go. You're not going to get up. As, as part of the thing we have to sign, by the way, it does say here that I understand the most common side effects of this vaccine include tiredness, headache, abdominal pain, nausea, vomiting, lack of appetite, and diarrhea. Oh, I was right about the vomiting. These adverse reactions may occur within seven days of taking the vaccine. So... Anyway, the uh, the and the thing is, one never knows with side effects. It could just be a waiver they make you sign. It could also be a uh, you just took cholera, so now you have baby cholera. So uh, prepare to shit your brains out for a weekend. Attenuated vaccine and has the potential for transmission of the vaccine strain to close household contacts, especially anyone who's immune compromised. Yes. So the the moral Ooh. of the, anyway. So Kevin is like. Well, maybe I should, if I do spend the weekend having cholera light, yeah. I will I will have to tell them on this homework that, you know, I got a cholera vaccine and please excuse any problems. I'm like, no, that is not how you say it. Because that is an excuse for <laughs> right? not doing your best work and, or for, you know, them to say, oh, he's just, you know, making, no, no, you do it as a story. Here's my work. Let me tell you about the cholera vaccine and how I spent this weekend coding this while on the toilet. And I'm I'm sorry there's any gaps, but the call these are the side effects of cholera. You tell the story about how you had the raging <laughs> code shits. <laughs> But you were so dedicated to the project, you worked on it while shitting your brains out. That is a story that it may not make anyone want to hire you, but it's a much more memorable story than I felt bad, so this may not be my best work. That's, and I think it's completely fair. This is why your doctor enjoys your visit so much, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, the the I was actually told I give good medical history, <laughs> and they keeps them on their toes. They pay attention. That's important. Uh, they they always actually send the uh, the newbies in because they know I will be good natured and probably stun them, and then the the, oh. the students will like come out or the trainees and and be like, I need a real adult. <laughs> Isn't that basically what happened when you had the upset stomach? When oh, we... when I had the stomach flu after I'd had the typhoid vaccine. Yes. yes. I, yeah. I was like, well, it's probably just stomach flu. But I did just have a live typhoid vaccine. And you have never seen... A, a, just, she went like pale. She was like, what? I got to get the doctor. Goes, you have never seen... It. Two doctors just more fascinated. They were they were like leaning in close. Tell us when you took it. Tell okay, and and what day was that? Really? What kind is it? Oh, oh. And then they went away and did some research. Came back and they were like, it's probably not typhoid. <laughs> and they were like emotionally devastated. And I was like, what? Well, oh, oh, right. Okay, you never get to see typhoid here for obvious no, reasons. No. This would be interesting. You've seen 40 people with stomach flu this week. Yes. And yeah, it's it's why my my one doctor there, you know, comes in and is like, you got bit by a bug. Yes, I did. 
are you, was it an assassin? I'm like, it's a centipede bite. And he was like, are you sure it wasn't an assassin bug? And I'm like, I know what a centipede looks like. It was Scolocopsis nigridia, Florida black centipede. Here, let me, I, I will pull this up. And he's like, right. Okay. Yeah. No, I couldn't have offered to pull it up because these were the days before smartphones. And he was like, right. Write that down for me. And I'll go look this up and we'll get you some painkillers. <laughs> yeah. And, and I should point out, by the way, that Ursula was a late adopter of the smartphone. I was. It wasn't because she needed her contacts or her email on her phone. It was when she saw I had bird identification apps on my iPhone. Also, the improvement in the camera eventually is what sold me. I use it to do all my photography. Well, the improvement in the camera is why you upgrade like every other year. Yeah. Because that's, that's when you get the, the most bang for the buck. I still have, of course, the Pentax that I took with us to Africa. Now I have extra batteries, so I don't have to take two Pentaxes with us to China. And, you know, I, I will charge those up, expect lots of photos when we get back, gang. I took 600 and some odd photos last in Africa. No, I released 600 and some yeah, odd photos from Africa. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, so we're, we're actually, that's the other big thing that's going on is we're gearing up. Next, Next week, we, we got to do a full kit build out and make yeah. sure we've got... All the stuff. Right. I already know a couple things I'm missing, but we need to make sure it'll fit in the bags and how much it weighs and things like that. So it'll be exciting. Yes, Very exciting. Thinking of exciting, uh, I have this interview with Sharon. Well, you already, I thought you already talked about what you did productive this week, or we just... No, I haven't said anything. Then we'll get to the interview with Sharon Jay in a minute. I'm sorry. That's okay. No, please tell us how you were productive this week. You finished a thing. Yeah, I, I finished a book. I handed it in. Was that this week or was that last week? I was. I don't remember if it was... Was Thing last weekend? Uh, no. I don't remember. I it we, might have been two no, weeks ago, but it was it's two just, weeks ago, yes. just hazy. Yeah, uh, no. Sorry, everything in and around Thing in the week after is kind of hazy. Yeah, uh, no, no. So I had finished the book, so no, that was not this week I finished book. No, I've been in right after finishing the book Haze. And the problem is that I keep telling myself I'll take the day off and then I go and write a thousand words, so I didn't take the day off. And I'm also having the problem where I was super productive on the Fluffy Paladin novel as long as it was not the thing I was under deadline for. And now you're super productive on something else, aren't you? Uh, less so, but I have... Uh, I am not nearly as productive now that I do not have a deadline that ah, it is yes, not. Yes. I was I was knocking out, you know, 1,500, 2,000 words on that without even breathing hard. Now I'm like, oh, hmm, I could go work on the thing with the sheep or the this other thing. Or, I have so many options. So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the deal has finally been announced, I think. I think. We'll. I know the word is getting out. No, no, I know it's the, the the deal has been officially announced. I just can't remember if I let me announced it here or not. I no, I don't think you announced it oh, here. Okay, I'll so, pull up a link just to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I know it's been officially announced. Um, I uh the I sold four books to or three books on novella to tour dot com, and I have been hammering to get those out on time as well as this other book due to saga and like just juggling so i have been you know book 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 and then i need to get books i can self-publish because that's you know where most of the day-to-day income comes from and yeah so it has been just wham 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 and now that i'm out from under super immediate deadlines 
I am much less stressed than I was. I, I am much more calm, but I am also, like, uh, sort of adrift in, well, I could work on this thing. I could work on this other thing. I could work on all kinds of things. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Also, I gardened a lot today. Mm. And yes. And I am very sore. You've gardened so much. Yes. You're, you're, what are you looking for, dear? I'm, I'm looking for the actual announcement so I can link it later. It was in publisher's lunch. It's fine. You, okay. Yeah. All right. I like, to, I like to link these things. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, you've you've had a week. Ah. Uh, oh. Yeah, I've had a been week. a week. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. We got real off schedule because... Uh, the daylight savings time. Daylight summertime savings time, basically took effect in March. Two teachers work days. Two teacher work days, yeah. Uh, so the kid wasn't in school, and then he had the SATs, so he was in school on Saturday. And, and then he had the ACT makeup exam yesterday, on Tuesday. Basically, none of us know what day it is anymore. We're, we're looking forward to like two, three weeks of normalcy... Or what passes for it. Or what passes for it before we fuck everything up and travel to another continent. Yes. Which will be amazing. Which I'm uh, terrified. I'm I'm so thrilled and excited about it. I was telling my tattoo artist, I was telling Christy about it. Because she's like, you did a big trip. I'm like, no, we haven't done the big trip yet. So. It's it's kind of terrifying. And and I'm so underprepared. But that's okay. Now, the good news is, as while we're gone, I still have interviews to cover. So I will be pre-recording and scheduling Productivity Alchemy for while we're gone. The only reason this is important to me and I'm doing it is because we're in the last like dozen episodes starting next week before episode 200. And I don't want to push you epi- episode 100. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Episode 100. I'm, yeah. yeah. See, see how just jump in the gun. Yeah. yeah. No, it's all good. But that's. A big milestone, and that's the two-year anniversary of starting this podcast. And I, I don't want to push it in June, which offsets everything else. I'm really excited about this. So I have some great interviews coming up in April that almost all of them are recorded. And I just have to put the start and end and the badge codes and all that stuff together. So you will not be getting, you know, quite so much no, intro material no. because the intro material for like three weeks will be, and we continue to be in China. Yeah. And then the week after we get back, which I've got scheduled down as like episode 96 or something like that, I think somewhere in that range. It's basically going to be, we're back, and I don't expect us to do anything but gush about how awesome it was in China. Yeah, or depending on how long we've been back at that point, just be like, we're back, not dead, going back to sleep, <laughs> dead we, lag. Yeah, we, we should have enough time to balance okay. that out. Yeah, I, 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 I've, been, I've been very, I've been looking at the calendar, writing down episode numbers and cross-referencing and double-checking dates. I have everything drafted in the website with the schedules on it. So I actually have draft posts ready to go up through episode 100 with their actual release dates. So. Oh God, that's the other thing I've done this week. I have to finish editing that book before China. Yes. Which book is that? Uh, Thistle. Tatter. Oh, Tatterhood. Tatterhood. Yeah. Yes. I, I can't wait to read the edited version since the last version I had ended like way before the, I think the ending you finished writing. I Oh yeah. 
Yeah, sure, the last okay. last version I read had this sort of a, a cliffhanger, and then you know your usual. Then some stuff happened. The end. And I'm <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you're yeah. very patient about that. Yeah. So, and I did get to read your next horror novel this past week. Yes. And I did not scream and run away from the room out of sheer terror, which was an act of strength. I will admit. And I, I'm not sure I didn't scream and run away is a good advertisement. Did you want to scream and oh run God, away? Oh, God, yes. Oh, my God, yes. Especially <laughs> the bit in the forest. But the rest is all spoilers. Oh, right. Right. Really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I'm sure after Twisted One comes out in October, October 1st is the release date on that one. No, that's what it's looking like. It was supposed to be September, so I don't know what exactly it's no, going it to be actually, somewhere in there. No, it actually says on all of the websites right now, October 1. Mm, gotcha. So I'm guessing they're positioning it as a great lead into Halloween. I'm really excited. Yeah. Uh, Twisted Ones, guys, yeah, not for the faint of heart. Speaking of lead-ins, I hear you have a great interview. I do, but I also have a warning, and that is, uh, this is your content warning or your trigger warning. We do discuss medical things and brain stuff in here. I I have a note specifically right here, medical brain stuff as part of the... Like medical procedures kind of thing? I want to say yes. It's been a little bit since we... We talked about it, but there's certainly discussion of some depression, ADHD, things like that. So this is your warning about that, and it's still a fantastic interview, so I encourage you to, to listen through it right after, well, this. Hi, folks. I am here with Sharon today, and Sharon has graciously agreed to talk about how she stays productive. I'm really excited about this. And so, Sharon, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Hello. uh, My name is Sharon J. Gokenauer. I am a writer of fiction, mostly fantasy, a sometimes podcaster, Illustrator, mostly in watercolors, and travel enthusiast. I have written various things. I maintain a short story blog with illustrations. And I also do a variety of things that actually earn money. Um, Currently, (laughs) I know, I know, that's that's the trick. Uh, Currently, those things include two part-time jobs. I work as a returns clerk at a large box store, of which you have probably heard, which I will not name. Is it, uh, is it what uh, may be sometimes called the Chinese embassy in America? <laughs> no, it is. Let us say it is a large box store that if you have heard of a large box store that has decent employment practices, okay wages, and a reasonable vacation time, uh, it's probably not one. <laughs> gotcha. Because <laughs> there aren't a ton of them. <laughs> you no, know, not really. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then my other one is as a counter help slash barista at a local coffee shop. 
Um, and I have also, I've done a variety of other things. I w worked in a greenhouse doing safety paperwork at a <laughs> company that makes motor oil. Mm. Uh, I was a dog pillow at an elderly dog sanctuary. I've been a farmhand. Wait, I've been a... wait, you can get paid to be a dog pillow? Believe it or not, yes. <laughs> in very specific circumstances. Uh, not very much. I think it was 50 bucks a night to sleep with the dogs. I am going to I'm going to tell my my dogs they're ripping me off then cuz where's my money I, yeah, yeah but they okay. are they are but the the one thing is that like this involves also about like between 5 and 7 chihuahuas uh, so, yeah no mm -mm, nope can't do it nope you would be surprised like how you could be suffocated under 7 dogs that are all individually less than 5 pounds nope i i would not not no nope. mm -mm. <laughs> they're just they're skilled beasts skilled beasts yes yes um also, I've been a grad student um, and an intern at various architecture offices. So this is just the latest incarnation of things that make money. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I just saw like your notebook with like all the lines of the like the bullet items are like, damn. OK. Um. I I am. See, I I agreed to do this when you or not. Excuse me. I, I was interested in doing this when you commented. Uh, oh, I'm looking for people who are less organized. But yeah. because I know I'm not organized, the moment <laughs> you sent me that doodle, I was like, fine, notes now. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, so that, that actually segues right into the how do you keep yourself organized question. All right. So naturally, not at all. Okay. Um, I uh, have, we'll just call it generic brain stuff because I have don't have any diagnoses that I can share, but I, I don't have a brain that works well on any system for longer than about three months. Uh -huh. So I, I've, I've gone through any number of planners and I, I, for example, I like tried Habitica for a while and I have a beautiful planner that's somewhere in my backpack. I keep carrying it around in hopes that I'll be inspired to like take it out. And, and it, that doesn't really work that well. Currently I am trying to use, <laughs> A, I have a very small notebook, uh, which is basically a combination um, brain trash notebook, and I have I have a stack of post-it notes in it with my like big creative tasks on them. I, uh -huh. I uh, am trying this sort of deconstructed Kanban board of things, so I don't have to look at all the tasks <laughs> at once. Um, but and then I like take them out and put them on the wall. Uh, I know exactly when this is going to fail. It's going to be the end of February when I go home to Iowa. Uh, to visit family. Oh. Uh, and then after that, I'll have to re-pioneer a new system. <laughs> um, excuse me. I One consistent thing I use, have used for, I guess, since college, so God, that's 10 years, um, <laughs> is a Google Calendar. Everything goes in there. I do not have separate calendars. I am not capable of doing separate calendars. I don't use... Right. I can't use a, a physical calendar or like a physical... Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I mean, again... Sometimes I will carry around a planner, right? Because right. I like the feel of it, uh, but I will not check it, and I will. I have many notebooks floating around all the time, so there's no. I mean, it's good. I need to have something to write stuff down. I just can't can't trust myself to find it again later. Right. Uh, right. So that that's uh, <laughs> a bit of the challenge. I will say that I occasionally do as a memory um, mm. exercise because, unfortunately, I'm still operating on. Like I need to remember that I wrote something down mm -hmm. to go get it, uh, which means that occasionally if I have something I desperately do need to remember, it will go in Google Calendar and I'll write it down in several different places. I won't find any of those places, but the act of writing it down will help me remember. Yeah, I, 
need to look for it. There there've actually been studies that writing things down actually cements things further in your memory. It's rec- that's why everybody's like, "Oh, take written notes in class" is yeah. because that helps you write the act of writing it down helps you retain it. No, I absolutely 100% believe that. That is mm-hmm. totally true to my my experience. Like mm-hmm. I uh, for a long, for a while, what I would do for the fiction is that I would actually write it longhand on a notebook, and then I would come back and retype it. Um, and I feel like that in some, <laughs> like, no, and it obviously it took longer. It was a pain in the butt. Oh, yeah. But I also like it was great for editing, and I also did not have the bizarre experience that I have now with often with short stories where I'll reread something and be like, oh, did I write that? Because I have no recollection of this. Every every so often, Ursula does look something up, and she's like, "Oh, wait, I I did really good with this one." She knows, like, academically, yeah. she wrote it, but there's sort of a disconnect once it's out of her head and and published somewhere. Oh, right, yeah, no. I was like, "Yeah, that's yeah. not bad. Good yeah. job, me." Um, yeah, so definitely, that is a thing. Um, let's see here. Uh, I also. <laughs> I am an inbox organizer. I, at the time I wrote my notes, I had 18,496 unread emails in my Gmail. Well, all right then. Uh, yeah, I do not delete anything. Uh, I just search it. I do have a couple tags, but I, those fall out. Again, those are, any given tag is used for about three months. And then it's, it's just an artifact of that period of my life. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, I will say that like outside work has always been easier for me to manage than my own personal stuff. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I mean, the pressure of other people <laughs> far more straightforward. Um, so for the returns clerk job, which has a lot more organization behind it than the coffee shop for obvious reasons, right, right. I basically have one very small notebook that I do actually keep that has all my notes for like how to put things in the computer system, how to do shipments. Mm-hmm. Um, where this thing is located, where, who I need to call for this bit of information. Right. Uh, it's not organized. I have to flip through it every time. Um, I do, I am able to take advantage of a lot of established systems that are already there. So that's, that's Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. I like the, the, like anytime you're dealing with, with a big retailer or, or a return yes. system, the, it is a machine. Absolutely. Right? They, they no, want it to is. be as painless for the customer as possible. Yeah. I mean, you're making choices on the level of like, I mean, I did a jewelry shipment on mm-hmm. the other day and like I'm making choices on the on the level of like, you know, is, is my bag of jewelry to my left or my right as I'm like putting it in into Ziplocs with with the certi- yeah. certification that it is what it says it is like that. That's that's about the level like everything else is already decided and like which is in some ways like great, mm-hmm. especially yeah. when you're dealing with. <laughs> I mean, and this wasn't even one like it's very stressful when you're, when you have to go get like the $4,000 ring out of like the front vault and come back and take it to your vault. Mm -hmm. Um, This was luckily only things that were like two and $300. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Good bad. Yeah. Sorry. uh, One of those, but you know, Mm -hmm. uh, you want to be very sorted for that. Um, I do, I use a lot of lists, uh, Mm -hmm. but I will say for me, because of brain stuff, I have good lists and I have bad lists, good lists, are they fit on a post-it note and you can read them from across the room mm-hmm. in the sense that you cannot, I effectively can't have more than, I mean, five items pushing it. Three items is ideal. Right. Uh, bad lists are sort of a way that my anxiety about everything I am currently failing at comes to the fore. And that is why I generally can't make lists on eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper. <laughs> 
Yeah, because yeah, because yeah. All right, here's the good stuff, and then you just start listing off all the bad stuff, and it's like, all right, well, it just keeps going, and you're like, I need right at this moment, I need to fix everything I've ever failed at. Right? Yeah, I, I I gotta say, as as I get closer to fifty, I'm a lot more. um, I'm like, I can't fix all that stuff. How am I gonna fix some a a, a screw up I made when I was sixteen that's still echoing around my head? Get out of there! I, You you know. I, I am 30 and things have gotten easier. I look forward to being 40. I believe I, I may be wrong, totally be wrong, but like you get to look, you know, I feel like you get to lie to yourself a little bit that things will get easier if it helps you get toward the future. I was gonna, yeah, no, my 40s have so far have been, I want to say, the best time of my life. Um, okay. So, I'm glad yeah. to hear that. I mean, I, I still have like two years of this, this left, so I can't speak to 50s yet, but. Yeah, yeah, you know, I I can see it, and I'm like, it, it maybe this won't be so bad. That, <laughs> you know, that is was... very. That is very. I will say, I was not a person who was sad to leave my twenties because they were, they yeah. were. Um, yeah, yeah. So. I don't think anybody was sad to leave their twenties. I mean, anybody. I've heard of people. I've heard yeah. of them. They they're online. They're floating around there somewhere. Yeah. Are these um, the people who are like, high school was the best time of your life, and you'll remember this forever? And. Uh, I, oof, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, possibly. Yeah. But another aspect of why I'm bad at listing, um, I'm mm-hmm. not good at breaking things into smaller steps, which uh, is a thing you will always, uh, mm-hmm. and I can pretty much judge my stress level by um, <laughs> whether, no, by whether uh, a big task, I mm-hmm. can obviously see like, oh, you start with this, this, and this, or if I'm just like, no clue. That yep. is just a giant just... lump of gum, and I don't know where to start chewing it. Yeah. Um, I tend to like when I am, I tend to like run around a task and like mm-hmm. chip off tiny pieces of it until it's small enough that I can plow through. Uh, side right. note, this is not what they want in grad school. No, no, no. <laughs> no they it's, would it's... like you to have a methodical plan up front of like, this is how we're going to work through this. And they, so, they kind of, sometimes yeah. have problems with that in, in corporate America. I, yeah. But yeah. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I have to say, with the rise of the agile methodology taking past programming, they're a little more they're a little more okay. They okay, you're making some progress. It's not the great progress, but we can mm-hmm. see there's actually you know okay, you, you chipped that little bit off, so it, it's improving. Sort yeah, of. yeah, and I I do think um, that that is an aspect of unfortunately I, I feel like I'm jumping ahead to a later system, but. Um, I will say that for me, what what that has shown is that like I need I need a couple runs at something mm-hmm. where I'm not supervised so that I can figure out like okay this is not the right way this is not the right, right. way okay this is the methodical way to do this mm-hmm. um, for and me that is that is yeah. you know depends on your workplace whether you get that space to like work through this truth so much truth uh, there yeah. Oh, yes. Um, I cannot overplan. The reason my last planner system failed Mm -hmm. is as I was like, I'm going to write down a task that I'm going to do every day. No, I will not do that. Uh, Something will come up. I will fail at that task. Then I will feel bad about failing at that task and spiral into panic. Yeah. Okay. So it's much better to just have like, here's the general idea of what I'm working on. I'm going to do as much as I can on that every day until it's done. Right on. Uh, Yeah. That being said, every so often the lists like reemerge like mm-hmm. a fungus. Um, let's see here. What else do I have on? Da, da, da. I do one thing I've had some luck with, and I return to this when things are not mm-hmm. bra- good brain wise, is doing a list of everything I've gotten done in the day. So yeah. I don't. So I don't write things down before. I write them down after I finish them, and that can kind of short circuit panic brain of like, okay, I 
I can see the shape of the work emerging, even if it's not totally clear, like it's more resolved than just like fuzzy gray panic brain. Right. Yeah. And and that's I, I think that's important. The the accomplishments list is is a big deal in short circuit short circuiting panic brain. But we can talk about that later if you want. Yeah. Okay. Or we can talk about it now. Yeah. That's a... And then one other thing, um <laughs> let, let's see here. I think that the other big thing that I would say is that I do um, use like free journaling as a way to like get crap out of my brain into a place where I can see like, Oh, I'm worried about this, this, and this. So from this, I can pull that I need to like get this form to do my taxes and this form to like apply for health insurance. And, and it just helps to like let the brain run for a little bit, see what I'm freaking out about. And then, I can pick out what needs to happen next. Right, right. Um, so yeah, that I would say that's like the overview of how I do not keep myself organized. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, and what it actually shows is that while it, it kind of feels scattered, you have a really, really complex system to keep yourself organized or at least keep yourself on track. Yeah, I keep myself on track, I think, yeah. of like, because, oh, God, oh, God, I have mm -hmm. run off the rails for long periods of time before. <laughs> it's, yeah, no, preaching to the choir, preaching to the choir, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and we've already touched on this one. So with all of that, what systems are, and habits are are valuable to you? And I think habits is probably something much bigger for you than actual formal systems. Well, you will <laughs> be surprised. <laughs> I will say that um, <clears throat> for me... The biggest thing, first and foremost, if like the interview cut off right here, yeah, I have a system of extravagant forgiveness. That no matter how badly I screw it up, I have to be able to say it doesn't matter. Start over, or it doesn't matter. Yes, you let, you put this project down two years ago and forgot about it. It's okay to pick it back up and do it. And that is, I I love this. So important. I love this. Yeah, no, that's huge. I guess I um. Like the grim, like the grim detail about my life is I didn't do anything creative other than like, just like a couple blips of here and there for about five years. Mm -hmm. It was from, from 2006 to 2011, because I could not forgive myself for not already being there. Oh God, and that one's horrible. Yeah. It was not a good brain place. And I just, I, like, I, I was ashamed every time I picked up a pen <laughs> or sat down at my computer and I kind of had to get to a point where I'm like, yes, I might be a sh like, just, I might be a terrible person, might be the shittiest person alive, doesn't matter. I forgive myself. Here we go. Um, yeah. And, yeah. No, know, that's, that's that's huge. It's one of those flip sides of the Protestant work ethic thing. Mm -hmm. Is just as you've talked about so many times. Oh yeah. When you when you say that you have to work hard to be a good person, if mm -hmm. for some reason you can't work hard, then your brain does fun things with that. Obviously you're a bad person. Yeah. It's <laughs> yes. Terrible. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously that is the only possible explanation. Um, another thing, uh, set a system is mm -hmm. set things up to be as easy for yourself as possible, which means admitting when certain things are hard for you. Like I know about myself that I will not go to a gym. Mm -hmm. That is not a thing I do. Um, I have done it before, but it was for a period of three months and no longer. <laughs> so I commute to work by bike or walking. So okay. Like, okay. Nothing else. If nothing else. And also that combines with the fact that I, I know that if I have to keep track of a car and registration mm -hmm. and I, I will screw that up and it will be the two to the tune of more dollars than I have. Fair. So, yeah. 
Whereas my bike, like, yes, I did screw it up earlier this year. And it was about two hundred dollars a fix, so whatever. Yeah, and but I mean, depending on on the screw up, a bike is something you could conceivably fix yourself. I'm not saying yeah. necessarily because, like, I know there are things on a bike I probably could fix, but it's easy easier for me to pay someone else to do it. Absolutely, yeah, than, yeah. To, than I, to not I have a bike that, for a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and there there are things like I I I am slowly accumulating knowledge about that, but it um about very like in this case was changing brake pads which i think i could have done myself and then changing a rim which i'm not 100 percent sure how to do but youtube is marvelous oh yeah YouTube yeah wonderful actually i'd be um, more confident doing the rim myself i'd be more confident doing the rim than brake pads but that's just me um i believe i'm pretty sure that mine sort of like screw on though so i anyway could yeah, be wrong anyway <laughs> I, I say this in bike enthusiasts everywhere going what's wrong with you uh, that's that's all right. Every time I say I'm gonna, I, I need to schedule a time to take my car in to get the oil change. It was like, why don't you just do it yourself? And I'm like, because I I can spend three hours out there under the car loosening yeah. bolts and getting things and making a mess in in my garage or whatever. Or I can go spend an hour at the place where they just jack it up, do it, and I'm done. Absolutely. Right? And like. One thing I will say, like, okay, I'm obviously, I am a stereotype of the struggling millennial right now, but, like, even even if you don't have a lot of money, Mm -hmm. your time still has value. Absolutely. And there are still things that it might be worth paying for. Like, even if you're like, yes, I could technically do this myself. But, like, right now, I eat a lot of Trader Joe's, like, single freezer meals because, yes, I can cook. Yes, Mm -hmm. I cook well. But do I have like brain space to soak a lot of beans right now. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. So, and also have the brain space to have a lot of rest, like recipes fail or burn or whatever. It's like, no, the time will come again for that, but the time is not, right not, now. not right now. Yeah. No, I, I, I think all of us go through that phase and then there's that whole, Oh, but if you cook your own meals, it costs less. Actually, that's kind of bullshit. I mean, after you've put forth, like, I will say it costs less if you've already put in the investment of all of the spices you're going to use and the uh-huh. olive oil. Not olive oil is expensive. Yeah, good olive oil. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, even even crap olive oil, honestly. Yeah. Um, and all of that, or if you're, your mom, if you can steal those out of your mother's kitchen, which I suspect mm-hmm. that, like, a lot of the people who are writing these articles are, are doing, personally. Possibly, yeah, um, yeah. Not to say I have done that as well, but once you get past all that, it's like, yes, you're like plain beans and plain rice don't cost that much, but just all the things to make you actually willing to eat them. That's all. Yeah. Well, and, and there's also the, the, no one ever factors in time. And I think that's oh, important. Fine. No one, no one yeah. ever, oh no, if you do this on Sunday for whatever, yeah, you, you're not thinking that maybe on Sunday we're getting the kids ready. I have to prep for work. I have oh, all this other stuff. Yeah. And now you're saying you want me to spend four hours cooking so that I don't have to cook later in the week. Yeah. Up yours. Not, not, I'm just, I'm yeah, actually yeah, no, giving no, the no. camera the I, finger. Yeah. No. I really yeah. appreciate that. Cause I, no, I mean like right now because of like, and I'm, I'm only working like, well, 42, occasionally 50 hours a week, but uh, just because of the way my schedule works mm-hmm. out, I work every day. I don't have a day off. Right. So, like, yeah, I, I technically have the time to cook, but it's not like, I mean, I'm used to having a whole day to, like, if I want to cook to, like, okay, this went wrong, I can go, you know, I can go back in yeah, and fix yeah. it. Whereas now, I'm like, I have three hours in the morning, and if it doesn't go well, it either goes in the trash or in the freezer, and, like, pray God that I have time to fix it right. later. So, and that, that's a thing too, that like, I'm not, I'm definitely not the only one with a weird schedule. Like, and 
you know, and there are all, all oh, kinds yeah. of different like night schedules da, 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 mm-hmm. that people, again, they assume that it's like, oh, you're working at nine to five at an office with Saturday and Sunday off. Um, I'm sure that you yeah. can do this. And yeah, bad, yeah. bad assumption, bad assumption. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, there are other, you, I think, I think it was Deborah Baker was the interview I listened to where she was talking about like how habits are very hard for her to form. Yeah. Like more so than other people. Yeah. And I, I felt that intensely because mm-hmm. I, like I, this whole thing, making things easier for you, I have to have a whole structure around a habit to support it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's not there, it will last exactly as long as it takes me to get bored with that habit. And then it's dead. So three months. Yes. Three months. <laughs> So, um, I do have like, as a system, I do have some luck, like working with other people to get me jump started, especially on like certain create parts of creative projects that I'm like feeling like bad or embarrassed about or awkward about like a lot of illustration things. I'll be like, Hey friend, can you mm-hmm. come over and we will sit and paint together for a little while right? just to get this started so that I can do the, like, once I got the momentum, I can just like plow through. Kind of like a, a, a shared accountability. Yeah. Yeah. Although I would say lower key than that even it's like literally just enough to be like hey i just need someone to sit with me while this gets started (laughs) (laughs) and yeah and i and that maybe every two weeks or something like that like a morning where someone can do that for me um a i'm not sure if this qualifies as a system or a habit or a Mm. tool but something that has been deeply helpful for me is the program cold turkey which I, mean, I know there are a lot of other programs that do this, but it's basically just a thing that you can download for free and use to block certain websites. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook mm-hmm. are my... Facebook has grown like so depressing that it's no longer as addictive as it used to be. Um, but <laughs> I, so, so you're having the... Uh, I was just... just watching a thing where it's like uh, oh did you see this uh, it just it was just this this week it was the um the late night show host who had Alanis Morissette on singing an updated ironic oh no and one of the lines was you know um uh you know you, the the friend you didn't know was racist until you accepted their friend request kind oh, of thing Christ. And yeah, and I, I mean, I was literally rolling on the floor laughing with that. But that, I mean, that's kind of what Facebook is starting to feel like. It's like, oh, yeah. I didn't know you were that asshole. Okay, never mind. Yeah, the super depressing part about my Facebook is I have virtually everyone I actually know blocked. Not blocked, but like unfollowed. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's down to this cat is chunky. Um, pictures uh, from the roadside in Ireland and like Iowa farm pictures. Okay. And I'm like, and those are happy. I'm good with that. Everything else, I'm like, I don't actually like. I apparently don't actually want to know what anyone I'm up, anyone I know is up to. <laughs> yeah, I, I. The only reason I even still maintain a Facebook presence is one for the podcasts, mm-hmm. and two because no one sends proper invitations out anymore. Oh, that's yeah, that's drives true. me crazy. I, re- I remember watching the, or there's a thread I followed on Twitter that where this um, it was a journalist who's talking about how she observed that in her social community, it was mostly men who were able to delete Facebook because they had girlfriends who stayed on Facebook and could still do all the social management that is managed only through that site. And like get all the like updates and stuff um, from like, oh, so-and-so had a baby, so-and-so was getting married, da-da-da, oh, I'll send a card. Yeah, we're, we're the opposite in this house. I'm the one on Facebook yeah. and she's not. 
<laughs> no, no, no. And I, of course, I, I, I do think there's probably a big trend about that. Mm-hmm. I, I coincidentally happen to know a lot of women who have deleted their Facebook mm-hmm. or who are so light on the ground that they might as well not be there. Right. But right. it did make me laugh that like there, it does help to do it if you can plug into someone else and be like, hey, oh, yeah. so you're being tortured. Can I like leech off some of your knowledge that you have gained? But anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I sometimes use a modified Pomodoro technique uh, for when mm-hmm. I really can't get started. I do a lot of things to trick myself into hyper-focus. Okay. okay. Uh, so in the case of like illustration, if I can, if I can trick myself into hyper-focus, I can work on it for like five or six hours at a time which is great for me. I cannot do Side note. I cannot do this with anything with language. Okay. Like that's yeah. not how, like it only works with handiwork mm-hmm. um, or like gardening or mending or something like that, where like I can sort of set the, like set the hands on autopilot and like the brain has to be occupied. So I, I usually um, get started listening to like a string of podcasts or audiobooks mm-hmm. um, while I'm working. And then that, like I said, I can, I can sort of go for several hours doing a, doing a task yeah, Ursula, Ursula calls that the difference between word brain and art brain. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, word, so much. word brain so much. can't do, like, things she has to pay attention to. She can't do audiobooks with word brain. She can't do... Um, no, not at all. Yeah, uh, she, she, you know, TV shows, bad. Um, NPR, not at all. But art brain... sometimes do instrumental music. Yeah, but yeah. That, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> But art brain doesn't care because art brain goes into into whatever and and word brains are there going oh look at all the pretty words I'm listening to and art brains like yeah, yeah. You, you you stay over there and be distracted I'm doing my thing yeah so, exactly yeah. which I will say that I find it very interesting I've heard of people who can't do podcasts or whatever because mm-hmm. they're like, oh it distracts me but I'm like I I have to have something to occupy the like screaming squirrel in my brain or else I'm like ah I have to go stand over there for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. I just do. I'm I'm actually really bad when I'm like trying to code or when I'm reviewing products like um of having the like the screen I'm using I I I was we were talking earlier about how I have three screens here. I have my yes. my laptop, my my the second screen attached to my laptop and then I have the one that's sort of multi multifunction just connects to the Mac which we use for all the recording stuff, but it's yeah. also got on one of the other channels it's got a Fire TV. Uh, and I am just like, oh yeah, all right. I'm gonna be sitting here crawling through job listings for the next couple hours. Let's just mm-hmm. put Bob's Burgers on as background noise, fair, right? Fair. Yeah, or, or or something like that. Something that I can look up and it's colorful and there's enough of a thread that I can I can pay attention to it in the background. But I don't yeah. have to pay. You know, it's not like it's it's you know uh, the Punisher. I, I've <laughs> I did the yeah. Punisher and it was like, yeah, okay, why am I trying to do things while this I have to stop that because I really want to pay attention to that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. That's inter- yeah, I it's interesting cuz like I would say anything that comes into the like the realm of like quote background end quote noise mm-hmm. for me, like that's what I can't do. Okay. Because that I I it's the art brain thing works because they're running on two completely different tracks. Right. Um whereas like anything linguistic like talking like that i have mm-hmm. one, and i unfortunately i i have the trouble like at hmm. various jobs i have a hard time talking and doing work at the same time uh, yeah. so mm-hmm. quite often like i have to be like i'm sorry i have to like take it like take a pause on this conversation and do whatever i'm supposed to be doing because as long as i'm focused on you mm-hmm. my this is not this is not happening right i have to like recall what order th- these things are happening in so 
Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. Um, let's see. Do I have any other? So that's why I really like crappy horror movies because they're nothing oh. but but noise and and colors and there there there's really not that much to pay attention to. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. No, it's just I I do go I go through phases where I need like mm. almost absolute silence to do mm-hmm. any kind of word work, um, and that is yeah it, it it really varies. Like I do this is a boredom like boredom is death thing, right. which I have believe mm-hmm. is associated with ADHD, where I. I, I need to have different modes that I can work in if one is like failing. And mm-hmm. so some, one of them is absolute science silence in my own room. Right. Another one is like going out to a coffee shop, doing my little coffee shop ritual, plugging in, like blocking my ears up with some sort of instrumental music mm-hmm. and trying there. Um, I, and I need to keep adding more modes. Like it doesn't like, um, something will work for a while and then it won't. And I, that that's part of my brain and part of the yeah. thing that I have to just like be ready to adapt. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing I like sometimes the, the, the visual with the just, Oh look, I can look up and there's like blood splatters and explosions. Um, I'm a terrible person. Um, but, <laughs> no, uh, no, no. um, Sometimes that doesn't work, and I need to, you know, it's like all tool all day, all the time on, yes. you know, on audio or uh, because I've, as long as I've been kind of alive, like there was always music playing somewhere. Like mom mm-hmm. would do housework, and it was Tony Orlando and Dawn and Neil Diamond and Barry Manilow and Simon and Garfunkel, and it's always been there. So it, it for yeah. me, it works. It, it, this isn't going to work for everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. I will say I, I had a little bit of a bounce back period though. Mm-hmm. I, I moved, I was, I lived intermittently um, with my parents uh, between college and then I went away for grad school and then after da da da. And yeah. I moved out at the end of 2017 and bless God bless my parents, but they have a lovely tendency that one of them after work is over, one wants to be in one room mm-hmm. watching a TV at full blast. One wants to be in another room. That's not very far away watching a TV at full blast. The walls are very thin. It's a very small house. <laughs> so I, I went through a little bit of a bounce back period where I'm like, no, silence. Yeah. Silence is golden. Yeah. Except, no, yeah. understand. So. Understand completely. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Mm-hmm. But I think that's, um, yeah, I feel like we've hit that question. I'm, I'm looking and not seeing anything else interesting in my notes. Yeah. So. All right. So now, now we're going to hit the hard uh, one of the hard ones. Yes. And that is how do you decide what to do first? So, um, that is easier in my makes money job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for returns, I, that's one of the things when I talk about needing to work through the wrong way several times to figure out the best way. Mm -hmm. Um, that one, there is a very, there is actually a very straightforward pattern of things to be done in a certain way. First of all, stuff with deadlines. Mm -hmm. So sometimes things get pulled, things get pulled off the floor and they have to go out, um, you know, by, February 19th or whatever. And right. you're like, okay, that, that can wait a moment. But if it has to go out in two days, mm-hmm. that needs, that cannot wait a moment. That needs to go out right now. Right. Right. Um, I also do, I tend to prioritize stuff that people have come back and specifically asked me to do real high mm-hmm. because <laughs> you live and die by the goodwill of your coworkers. Oh, God, yeah. that, is, <laughs> that is my experience. Um, may not be other people's experience, but like, obviously you need to do a good job, but doing a good job is not enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next uh, thing that is up there is physically large stuff. So like a lot of times um, we get things returned that are enormous. So like uh, a three piece or four piece sectional couch. Oh yeah. 
or yeah, or we got a six foot tall nutcracker, poly, um, not polystyrene. I'm sorry, um, fiberglass nut nutcracker uh, returned. Uh, it, uh, it, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yep, I okay. had no idea we sold this item. Uh, I found mm-hmm. out and was like, "Well, then that sure is a thing that exists in the world." Yeah, yeah. Um, and those are things that, like, if you try to work around them, the situ- it will quickly become so clogged back there that oh, you yeah. are. And the other, the other issue with that job is I share space with the dumpster and the baler, and oh, where the cardboard right. goes. Yeah, yeah. So if people can't get to those two things, the situation gets very bad very quickly. My my store also has side note like a deli and like a I'm thinking a meat counter excuse me a meat yeah. counter and like if those people can't get their stuff to the trash Ooh. it's not good uh, 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 it's very yeah. not good it's very so bad yeah it's in, yeah so the big things have to be dealt with first mm-hmm. so they can get out of there as fast as possible to keep the route clear and then after that the small stuff uh so we send out like a lot of small returns every day that are you know, jeans, books, well, excuse me, books are once a week. Uh, It doesn't really matter, but, you know, jeans, Mm -hmm. um, toilet paper, that kind of thing. And then finally, stuff that is hard and not urgent. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which is things like, we've got two pairs of underwear, it's a six-pack, where are the other four pairs? They're somewhere, we (laughs) just have to find them. (laughs) Are these... (laughs) Now, I I have to ask this at this point. Did someone return only two out of six pairs of underwear in the thing? Or that was it? <laughs> that does happen. That does happen. Oh, now, okay. this is one where um, even more disturbing. Sort of ripped apart a package on the floor, and those four pairs may have just walked off in someone's purse. Uh, or they could be under the, like, under the uh, shelf. We just don't know. <laughs> So maybe someone decided this is really disturbing. Maybe someone decided to take it into the changing room and try them on and then come. Uh, 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 we luckily do not have a changing room. Okay. So they would have had to put them on over their clothes if they wanted to, which <laughs> could have happened. Yeah. Or, or in, or in, or in the men's room or we, I ladies room. Yeah. Another, <laughs> another hint for where I work. Um, we tend to sell very large packages of things, which uh, okay. means that quite often people will think, hmm, I don't need 24 of these. I only need one. I'm going to open this package and take out one. Uh. <laughs> and then we have a package of 23, which we cannot sell. Uh, so that I return a lot of those things. Do they? So how do they just not pay for it? In in that case, um, I'm pretty sure that, like I said, I think they mostly walk out with those things in like various purses and backpacks. Yeah. Um, although we did, oh my goodness, we did have a gentleman who I can't remember what fruit fruity drink it was, but he decided that the blueberry ones were the only acceptable ones, and each package of fifteen had oh. three blueberry ones. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he ripped open, I believe it was four or five packages, so that he could make his own. <laughs> That was only blueberry. And um, yeah, so we had, and someone came, someone caught him and was like, hey, what are, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I don't, don't you, don't away. you have five friends, one who each likes, or four friends who like the other flavors? And that way you, you buy five, you go outside and then you split it up amongst the, what is wrong with people? I, people are special. Yeah. Are special. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, and this is, uh, how do I say it? It's not my first time in retail, but it's my first time in this specific kind of retail. So gotcha. it's yeah. all been fun and educational. <laughs> but, That's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, it's a bad mm-hmm. job. Um, 
As far as, as the coffee shop, I have written in my notes, um, who knows Jesus? Uh, for her. <laughs> yeah, um, no. And that is just, it depends. Like, it, it's very fast moving. It's a very small shop. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have, like, you're out of milk and you have 10 people in line and, like, you need to bring up a new pie and there's like three sandwiches that just came up and you're just sort of like flip a coin in your head and pray to God it was right. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and you know, you just do your best and that like, it's very reactive. Um, as far as the creative stuff, uh, if I have deadlines, I work on that first. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't usually have deadlines. Occasionally do. Um, I do try at this point in life, I do try to focus on one thing at a time until that thing is done. Yes. Doesn't always work. But no, that's the goal. That's the goal. It cuts down. I will say I do less stuff overall <laughs> because I do that. Because no, because sometimes the brain is just like, no, I refuse. I'm not mm-hmm. going to do this thing. Yeah, no, but no, no. I understand that completely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I let the brain go off and like, hey, I want to start a new story. I'm like, I'll have what I had in high school, which is I had my computer. That computer died in a horrible, <laughs> horrible flooding event. But like before it died, I think I had in the neighborhood of like a hundred started stories on that that right. were all between five and 20 pages okay because that's what, I, that's what i naturally do is i start a story and i'm like oh that's boring okay new story new story mm-hmm. so like but i had oh my god i like as a like as a child i would literally like get up at 6 a.m mm-hmm. every morning before school so that i could write because mm-hmm. it like that was how much like that's you, you know, just had to get it out of your brain I right? had to get it out of my brain and like, yeah. I don't have that anymore. And that's part, but that's partly because some of that energy is going to finishing things, right. which is the right. not fun part of every project. <laughs> no, uh, Ursula famously has her, her nano FEMO um, instead of, uh, na- instead of doing nano Rimo where she write an entire novel in the month of November, right. she picks a project. She's like, this is the thing I'm finishing this year. Right. Yes. And it has made for some great stories that she's always wanted to finish getting done. I think. Um, yeah. I think the Clock Tower Wars actually came out of that one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I, you know, I almost feel like there might have been like an earlier episode of Productivity Alchemy mm-hmm. where she talked about that because yeah. I, I swear to God I remember that her talking about. I that. think it was probably the first November we were as we were going into that that mm-hmm. NaNoWriMo because it's it's NaNoWriMo is a big deal for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, this is like they're, 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 this is, I'm going to laser light focus and I'm going to start to finish just to see if I can. And mm-hmm. good for them, but. Yeah. You know, for Ursula, it's not so much that, it's not that problem. She can start things and she'll get <laughs> several thousand words into it. Yeah. And then she either loses interest or she doesn't know where the story goes. So she'll set it aside and go back to something else. Usually right, she right. comes back to those projects when she has a deadline on something important. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You can do I forget whose maxim that is that you can do any amount of work so long as you are not doing the thing you are supposed to be doing. Yes. <laughs> that's not one of Howard's. So that much I know. But <laughs> No, 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 no. I can't remember. It's off a different advice blog, but yeah. I, I have found that to be timelessly true. <laughs> yes. Um and let's see. I which has led me to doing like multiple like multi-part stories on my story blog just mm-hmm. because i'm like okay i i have to finish a part of this and put it up part of it put it up just just so i have i, I have something i can put it out and yeah. i mean this this will get into the next question but like it has gotten more important to me to like have something finished than right? have the thing be yeah 
exactly the thing I wanted it to be. <laughs> well, it's it's uh, one of my favorite sayings, and uh, this also leads into best advice or feedback, which is the next question anyway. Yes. Um, but one of my favorite sayings is, perfect is the enemy of done. Yes. You no, will, that is... It'll never be perfect and therefore never finished. If you want to finish it, you have to accept that it will yes. never be perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. And that I, I feel like there's a whole group of sayings that are like that, mm-hmm. that are, those are the <laughs> first best advice or feedback that I've been given. Yeah. My two versions are from my mom and one of my best college friends. Yeah. My mom was, it doesn't have to be pretty. It oh. just has to get done. Yep. And that was said to me when I was trying very hard to fail biochemistry. <laughs> and she was like, look, just have to get through it. It mm-hmm. doesn't. And I got, I squeaked through with a C mm-hmm. and God bless that C. And the other, also during college, my, this describes my college experience was when the going gets tough, mm-hmm. lower your standards. Right on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I have since amended that to say, why don't you start out with lower standards? (laughs) Because you will like, you're still going to have to lower them, but it'll be less painful than like saying, I'm going to write, you know, Mm -hmm. exaggerated, but like, I'm going to write the next like Nobel prize winning work of literature. Like that's a bigger come down from I'm going to finish a thing. (laughs) Now I I would like to point out to everyone at home who's suddenly screaming, um, That this is applying to professional stuff. This may not be the right thing to apply to personal or interpersonal relationships. True, true, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And mm-hmm. this is this is for creative work. This is, and it is, it absolutely is for professional work as well. Because mm-hmm. honestly, like one of the first office job I had, the most valuable thing that I learned was that their standards for me were so much lower than my standards for me. Oh yeah. Oh god. So yeah. I would rush through, like I would do something. And I would be like, this is crap, but I ha- this is all I have. And so mm-hmm. I'd give it to them and they'd be like, this is great. Good. Fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll go with this. And I realized oh, yeah. that like you can, you can get super far on asking for feedback, using spell check. Oh, God, um, yes. <laughs> like doing a basic edit of your, like mm-hmm. the, in many cases, the standards are not as high as you think they are. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. Very. It, it can be really weird when you're like coming out of like, ac- for example, coming out of academia, oh, where yeah. like for me coming out of grad school, where like the the standard is as much as you can do before you fall down dead. Mm-hmm. So, and 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 they'll they will ding you things on like sentence number forty five on page thirty three had a period with one space after it. Therefore, and you just just and you want to strangle them. Yeah, yeah, you know? and then, or things like, "Hey, like I see that you cited ten papers here, but what about these other like three papers that were in this journal that you don't have access to, or whatever?" I mean, that, that's an exaggeration again, but like, there are there's not a point where you've reached good enough. Yeah, there's only I'm exhausted and this has to be done. Whereas that first office job taught me that, like, hey, sometimes you're just doing like, Hey, I'll just do this task in the most straightforward way possible and it'll be fine. And, and there are times when you're like, I know this is not the right way to do it, but yes, this is how they expect me to get it done. So I'm holding my nose and I'm doing it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and see, and I was thinking of that a different way. Sometimes you're like, this is not the right way to do it, but this is the way I know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And even though it's not the most methodical way, I have enough grace period here that I can get through it and maybe figure out a better way for the next time. Yeah. 
Um, I, I keep when I when I think about that sort of thing, I always go back to the to the statement that Strauss Charlie Strauss made about how he and I've linked. I'm sure I've linked to this article multiple times. Um, how mm-hmm. he hates Microsoft Word, but because he's a writer with the major publishing house, he's stuck with it. And yeah. everybody who's like, well, why don't you just use OpenOffice or why don't you use this or that, don't uh-huh. understand that. No, the whole pipeline in publishing is around Word and Word revisions, and yeah. you just can't. And it's not interchangeable like that and basically i hate it this is how it is now shut the fuck up i don't think i charlie is much nicer about saying things than than i am i when i i did you know i did i i use open office and i'm like i'll tell you why he doesn't use open office it's because it doesn't interface with anything and like you have to take it into another platform it's like God, now I have this huge horde of mistakes that have to be in formatting that to be fixed. Yeah, no, I've, I've, (laughs) I just started writing everything in a in a notebook program, and then when I'm actually done with it, shove, shoving it in something else that actually does the formatting. Because I'm like, nope, yeah. I'm done with this. Right? I don't have time to argue with all of this. I just need to get the article in a p- place where I can make it pretty, not yeah. pretty as I go. Yeah. Oh God! And of course, mm-hmm. I in college every I I never learned to use uh, LaTeX. But that was that yeah. was what I was supposed to be learning. And oh god, yeah, that's what everybody says. Everybody says, well, if you're if they're a writer, maybe they should learn LaTeX. And I'm like, first off, my wife is not technical. Second off, um, that's great, right up until she sends it to the publisher, who expects it in Word and will send it back in Word with Word revisions. And if she yeah. takes it back to LaTeX, that all of that is lost. And so, what's the fucking point? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and besides that, giving it gives some of us like horrible flashbacks to math problem sets. So I'm I'm just like, yeah, no, I just just I use markdown most of the time. It's flat text, it's words on screen just as quickly as possible and it converts to everything. I am writing that down because I it, it's very possible it will work for me better than Yeah, no, I I I found out I found it from Cory Doctorow. He was at a, he was doing okay. a, a signing, and we were talking. And it, he was like, "Well, what's your process?" He's like, "Well, I write everything in this, and then here's how it automatically archives because I don't have paper drafts like they used to. And so here's how mm-hmm. it goes to this archive. And it was actually really fascinating. And I've got the notes somewhere. But the the big thing about it was Markdown came out of it. I was like, "What is this Markdown he's talking about?" I'm like, "Oh my god, it's a flat text format that everybody knows how to render." Nice. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, wow, yeah. Because I, oh, God, Mm -hmm. I I wrote, I did, for reasons that are mysterious to me, except that I was a child, Mm -hmm. I did all of my, like, childhood up through college writing in this bizarre uh, word processor that, like, was, I can't even remember what it was, what it was called, but it was this weird children's program, and all of that was corrupted and lost. Yeah, yeah. And I, (laughs) like... That was a poor choice that I made. Not that you necessarily need to keep hold of your childhood writing, but it, you know, like it was still a, be- a poor choice. <laughs> so, so this is this is showing my age. Um, when when I was doing a lot of my early stuff, uh, programming things like that, mm-hmm. I used an editor that used the Word Star command keys. Ooh. Right? I have no idea what you're referring to. Right, WordStar was a text editor on DOS and uh, way back in the day, and it had a really helpful set. So that was what, because it was a big corporate thing, that's what a lot of the shareware, yes, yeah, shareware, not freeware, shareware, ah. text editors used because that's what we were used. they were used to in their offices and what they wanted to be able to use at home. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, and but that shift took me a while, a really long time because... I am sure. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. 
So that's that's me, child of the of the seventies, early eighties. Um, oh man, I mean, I I'm already like, and I'm again, multiple people listening to this are going to shake their fist at their iPod or i iPod, Jesus, iPhone. When I say this, <laughs> that like, I mean, I already am. <laughs> feel very old when I'm like doing my basic HTML commands that I were, learned in summer camp when I was 10. <laughs> Look, I, 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 so. if I need something quick, I will just knock a, a, you know, a flat HTML text out, shove it into wherever it is that I need to test and, and test with that. And then hand it to somebody else to make it pretty. Yes. Yeah. That is, that is always <laughs> the nice option if you have it. <laughs> I do have a couple other things. Oh, yeah, no, uh, no, no. Hit me, hit me, yeah. Uh, one is, uh, or actually, no. Number two mm-hmm. is that's been really helpful for me is work on, like, this is condensing something I read in a book, which I will read down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is work on assessing what you have time to actually do in the real world mm-hmm. when you have to eat, sleep, and you will eventually die. Yes. Um, and <laughs> because I, I again, I'm, I am the grand high ruler of starting new projects, mm-hmm. but I I had to like have several sort of come to Jesus moments with myself of like, Hey, if, you know, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, if I get hit bus, by a bus in 2020, what do I want to at least have made a, a you know, an honest effort right. at trying to get done. And it, you know, I totally may not have finished it by 2020, but at least the idea that I have, mm-hmm. I'm trying. Um, and that actually came out of a book called, um, your life can be better using strategies for adult ADD and ADHD by Douglas A. Courier. Hold I on. didn't finish it, of course, but it, the first half of this book is very good. Be better. Um, I'm, I'm taking it, notes rapidly. Who is this one by? It, Douglas A. Courier. It was recommended to be me on a forum. And it's especially if meds are not in your immediate future for controlling a very unruly brain. This this person is has been working mm-hmm. with his own ADHD. He's a psychologist or psychiatrist, I forget which, mm-hmm. who's been sort of controlling his own AD, ADD, ADHD for several years using these methods because for whatever reason, meds are not work, are not what his, are going to work yeah, for him. Yeah. And I think, especially because like ADHD, me, apparently that's difficult for me to pronounce. Okay. ADHD medications can be very difficult to like get a prescription for, or, mm-hmm. you know, make your brain. So it, I think it's yeah. useful to have the strategies, even if you do then go on mm-hmm. to get a diagnosis and drugs and whatever. Yeah. There was, there was a period, I want to say in the like early nineties where everybody was basically like, Oh yeah, your kid's got ADHD here. Have Adderall, Adderall, Adderall. Um, yeah. There was, it's sort of like there was a time period in the, the mid eighties Um where it was like, oh yes, your your child is depressed. Obviously, they need to go into into the you know put them in the uh, lock them away in the 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 you know uh, facility. It was uh, it was essentially you know a a private modern counseling facility. Uh, quote you know quote unquote. It was you know much more like an insane asylum back in the eighteen hundreds, but. Uh, with modern practices. And that was the idea. Your kid is, is, is misbehaving. Obviously there's something psychologically wrong with them. Therefore we should lock them up for their own safety and, and we will work with them. I know a couple people who that, you know, uh, that happened to, and um, it's actually the basis for the, the uh, song institutionalized. So yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, Mm -hmm. one of those things that like, the more you learn about the history of like mental health care in the U S the more depressed you will be. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It was I. I 
I almost the most one of the most terrifying things I saw was not I didn't think it was going to be that terrifying. It was um the lore episode on um the guy who who the big deal about uh, lobotomies. Like oh, outpatient lobotomies in the in the. I think I listened to that the podcast version of that. Yeah. You know um, the, the don't watch the Amazon one because they do an actual reenactment. Oh uh, no, I'm good. And, I'm, yeah. I'm good about that. Thank you so much. <laughs> right up the wall, I was just like, no, they did not actually do that in people. I think the, the thing that like mm-hmm. really got to me just listening to the podcast episode was mm-hmm. how very normalized it was, mm-hmm. where it wasn't like, oh, this is a big dramatic like last ditch thing. It was just like, yeah. oh yeah. Well, this is very run of the mill. Very like this was this is like, you know, cutting someone's toenails or whatever. Yeah, whatever. We're we're just gonna we're just gonna shock their brain. We're gonna reset their brain with electroshock, and then I'm just gonna go in and and and. I picked that out. Yeah, yeah. Up. Right. Hold on. Content warning. Yes. I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And that. Yeah. And. Oh, hey, I. I I'm gonna guess that's tiny orange. Um, yes. I could be wrong, unless perhaps you have a medium-sized orange cat. No, no. That, this is this is she's she's still kitten sized, and she's still they. Oh, oh, here she comes towards the actual camera. <laughs> uh-huh. No, no, it's it's. Oh, she's dodging the camera for once. Um, yeah. Good job, cat. She does that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I it, it's always a balancing mm-hmm. act because, like, I obviously the you know if you don't make your own chemical store bought a sign as you're so mm-hmm. fond of saying oh yeah but there's also the case that like there is a huge history of medicating people in in coercive and unhelpful ways yeah. in the united states yeah so I, not just the united states i think in in western well. society certainly but yeah. i i feel uncomfortable speaking outside of the united states because i i know where the limits of my knowledge are okay that's fair that's fair, that's fair. Yeah. not not to say yeah not to say these things did not go down in western europe just that i know less about them yeah and probably elsewhere as well that's fair yeah 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 and which actually i think goes into the last bit of advice mm-hmm. that i think is super helpful to me in all kinds of productive productivity and other things which is from captain awkward ah uh, yes one, you are the expert on your own life <laughs> oh shit and, yeah yes yeah, I'm, i and might steal that one yeah a lot of, like if i i very much want to get in like if anything I'm saying seems helpful, use it. And if anything I don't, anything I say doesn't seem helpful, ignore it. Because at the end of the day, we're all just like monkeys in clothes, like spouting off about stuff that we kind of know a little bit about, but not that much. And I, I find that I often, like a lot of writing advice really doesn't work for me. Mm. And it's mostly because if if your writing advice makes me so embarrassed or afraid or whatever that I stop writing, then by default it has failed. Right. Even if it was the best advice ever. Well, if, and, 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 and it, I mean, that's, that's a, I guess like the thing of adulthood is like finding out that like at the end of the day, you can consult all the experts you want, but you still have to make those choices for yourself. Like you're the only one who's going to go through this with yourself. Yeah. And none of those experts are going to be able to hold your hand as you go through the consequences of following their advice. And of course, we all know what is going on when someone says, here's a solution that will solve all your problems. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, they're selling something and they either are buying, you were either buying it with your devotion or your money. That's right. <laughs> yep. And frankly, none mm-hmm. of us have any of that to spare. So pass. No, pass. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah that that's the big like mm-hmm. 
I, I will say, like, in light of that, which this is, I don't know if this is contradicting what I just said, but, like, the most helpful essay I have ever read about writing mm-hmm. is called Writing Begins with Forgiveness by Danielle Jose Older. Oh, God, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. it is a brilliant essay where it was just pivotal for me. Like, there's a line in it that is, writing always begins with self-forgiveness. And there's this just this image of him sitting down. He's talking about like being an EMT and having a super busy social life and something yeah, yeah. about writing and an image of him sitting down, making himself a cup of tea, putting on some quiet music and like, like forgiving himself for not being perfect and not being able to do marathon writing or whatever, and then starting. And, and that yeah. is so helpful for me. Of like, yes, you can like start where start there and then wherever you go, you don't know where you're gonna go after that, but it will be from a better place than if you're starting with what is wrong with me. Hold on, I'm 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 making myself a note. Mm-hmm. Um because it occurs to me I could probably have Daniel on. I was just thinking by I, I asking was, Malka. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I I couldn't actually remember if you'd already because I was like, oh, I remember the interview with Mocha, but I was like, mm-hmm. have you already interviewed him? I, I don't. I don't I, actually. I've never met him. I don't know him. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I don't know why. Anyway. I, yeah. No. I mean. No memory, so. Yeah. It's it, it's it's funny because I've been interacting with Mocha on Twitter and in some mm-hmm. author groups that I belong to tangentially because of Ursula and and yeah. this that and the other. So I've known her kind of online and now in person for like a couple years. Or at least a year, and yeah. I'm like, I never met it. It it would just never sunk like twig that I've never met Daniel. I've never had the opportunity, right? Yeah, no, I mean, you know? and it's I I don't know why I would have thought. I mm-hmm. I think it's just that like I'm because I mean in everyday life you don't expect siblings to like you know yeah separate, like but they have overlapping professions. Yeah, I, no, I no, I'll. That's so that I was just writing down in my notes yeah, for this yeah. episode. Talk to Malka about seeing if Daniel can come on. Yeah, I mean, and if mm-hmm. if you do, please God thank him for that essay because I I, yes. I am sure that there were thousands of people who had that <laughs> same unclenching from around their heart as they were reading it. Yeah, so <laughs> the heart is not usually where I clench, but anyway. Um. <laughs> I no, actually, my my anxiety symptoms are more like I feel like I have spiders crawling through my heart. So uh, that's, you know, yeah, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. it's fun. Yeah, it's you, fun. you you win that but. one. All right. <laughs> so onward, uh, onward. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, uh, all the advice in the world. Yes. Um. <laughs> yes. Hard but fun. Easy but sad. Which one do you want first? Easy but sad. Easy, easy but, but sad. sad. Okay. How do you deal with failure or when you miss a goal? Okay. Badly, as many as yeah? many people. Okay. Have yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say like the big thing for me is get distance at, or okay. get, get, um, get some space mm-hmm. because I usually have an emotional reaction that may or may not have anything to do with what happened. Okay. And I need a moment. Like usually it's more than a moment. Unfortunately, it takes me a little bit. Sometimes it'll be overnight mm-hmm. before I can, like, I need a time to like take a deep breath, maybe talk it out with someone, mm-hmm. ideally sleep. That is the key for sleep, me. Sleep is important. Not, yeah. Oh. Like if you can go home from your job and take a nap, like that helps so much. Oh. At least in my opinion. How many times I wish I could do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And obviously that's not going to work. Uh, that partly, like right now, I'm working like you know five hour shifts. Mm-hmm. So like I only have five hours to screw up anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you know, and then I can go home and be like, okay, reset for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and that 
yeah, that's, that's the big thing is getting distance before you make it worse. Right. And that like, mm-hmm. and especially like if it's like an interpersonal, cause for me, like if I make a fail, like if I make a mistake, that's, I don't know. I, um, I'm trying to think I, like I sent, I know I sent, uh, the other day I, I sent a phone to the wrong place. Like it was like when I was returning something, it was supposed to go back to the vendor and I sent it to the big distribution center. Uh, where, yeah. yeah. And essentially I didn't really freak out. Cause I was just like, Oh, well I found the shipment number. Mm-hmm. I found the date it was sent. Can you look at, can you call them? And I, well, I was going to volunteer to call them, but she'd already done it and they got it sent back and it wasn't really a big deal. And, right. and I packaged it up to send to the right people. So that wasn't, a big deal. It's, it's the interpersonal things where someone is like, Hey, you, you did this, like, I'm going to get on you because you did this thing wrong or, or you like hurt my feelings or whatever. Those are the things that I need to like have a little bit of space from to assess like, Oh God, am I in like, and this is why you need to figure out like, am I feeling defensive because I screwed up or am I feeling terrified because the other person screwed up and I don't know what to do about it. The the other person screwed up, but now they're blaming you. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's like one of the things I've realized is it is so much easier to feel. It's so much easier to take that guilt on yourself than mm-hmm. to realize that actually it's their issue and they have to fix it because having to say, hey, I'm, I need to stand up for myself is terrifying. It's much easier yeah. to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll do better next time than it is. And ironically, if you actually screwed up, it's so much harder to say, I'm so sorry. I'll do better next time. <laughs> actually, so, I, I find it easier when I actually screw up to say that. I I think it depends on what the screw up is. Okay. And yeah, yeah. I I I think that there are certain screw ups that change how you like think about yourself as a person. Mm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. those those are very hard yeah. to be like, hey, you like you aren't as conscientious or as compassionate as you thought you were. Though like that can be very hard to take that on and be like, okay, maybe not. Like, or maybe, you know, this action shows that, but I, I'm going to do my best to do better. Yeah. It, and the, I, I'm working on that one constantly. I will admit that's what I work on constantly. Sorry. No, 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 it's fine. I've been drinking coffee the entire time. And you, you, you <laughs> yes, need... yes, yes. I yeah. just feel guilty about making my word rice, uh, ice rattly noise. But <laughs> yeah, yeah so that's um, honestly, the big thing is, is getting some distance. And also like, even mm-hmm. if you have to just like go in the bathroom and like lose 20 minutes, it's better than continuing to make, just screw up, screw up, screw up, screw up. Because right. I, I, one of the ones, this isn't quite the same, but like mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I was biking to work and I almost got hit by a vehicle okay. and it was due to a extremely poor choice I had made while on that bicycle. Okay. So I, and shortly after a car tried to pull over and yell at me <laughs> and oh, I, Oh God, I love those people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, hey, we see that you almost died. Let let us uh <laughs> let us roll over and tell you how stupid you were. Exactly. And I'm like, my friends, you do not need to tell me this. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I was I was extremely shaken when I got to work and I ended up just being 20 minutes late because I was like, you know what? I'm gonna sit in the bathroom until I'm not upset anymore. And no, it's not great, but I would rather do that than walk out there and like drop everything. <laughs> And, right and make a bunch of mistakes because i am still you know backed by that truck flustered so. and yeah exactly exactly and that's yeah and mm-hmm. like i feel like you can extrapolate that for a lot of things mm-hmm. where 
It's like, hey, I just have to go powder my nose. Give, be right back. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I've, 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 I've had those moments in IT where it's like, yeah, okay, I just screwed up, and now that I've fixed it, I need to go step away before my boss calls me to yell at me because I know my boss is going to call and yell at me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, and. I guess, and especially, like, I feel this more in the coffee shop where it's, like, very, like, like I said, it's just very reactive, very fast-paced. Like, a lot of times, mm-hmm. it's, like, usually your mistake is going to be the first of, like, three to five. <laughs> so if you can <laughs> if you can take a moment to be, like, okay, I'm going to breathe for a little bit mm-hmm. and then not immediately drop the next order on the floor. Stop it from cascading, basically. Yeah, stop yeah. it from cascading. Like, that, that is ideal. Mm-hmm. And... As far as the creative work goes, it basically just goes back to the system of extravagant forgiveness mm-hmm. of like, I, and honestly, that is working pretty well for me right now of like, Hey, you know, my monkey ancestors were happy if they got food every day. So <laughs> True. I'm doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I, mm-hmm. I, you know, for millions of years, like the, what was the best that could be expected? I am already topping that every day. Yeah. We're, we're, so, we're ahead of that game. All right. You're ahead of that game. And that like that kind of perspective really helps when you're like, oh, my God, I didn't you know, I didn't write my words today. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's sad. But ultimately, so what? Yeah, no, I I often sit there and and do the do the okay, the Maslow hierarchy of needs check. Like, why am I upset about this? I have shelter. I have food. I have I have all of these things. Why am I upset about this other thing? You know, now there was a point where I was upset. Uh, when we were on vacation in the wild because we were not like we were missing some of these needs and some of the other travelers were upset about like an optional thing. And I'm like, can we get the tent set up? Can we get the food from where the thing broke down? Can we? Yeah. Traveling can be very good for resetting your perspective. Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I, 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 there was an incident <laughs> where I, there was an incident where I did not uh, make my reservations as might have been appropriate. I oh. was cycling across Ireland and mm-hmm. I ended up sleeping on a pub bench. Well, it was between two pubs, so I'm not sure actually which pub it belonged to. <laughs> and it yeah, was okay. raining. Yeah. And I mean, not hard, but you mm-hmm. know, enough to just make you question your life choices. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Things like, I swear to God, it has made every, every warm, dry place I have slept after that better <laughs> oh yeah no there there uh experiences camping or or whatever that is just like you know it can always be worse I, and i would mm-hmm. just like to quick caveat that never ever apply that to anyone else it's no. only good Mm-mm. for yourself yes absolutely only good for yourself it's okay but never tell anyone else it could be worse yeah <laughs> Yeah, like there, there are a couple of us in a, in a very small circle of my friends who it's just like we do not talk about dental stuff to anyone else, or yes. that much to each other because it was all horrible. It was horrible for all of us, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. you just you just don't know, like yeah, you don't know what's what's in other people's lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right, all right. So. That just leaves the happy but difficult question: Do you celebrate yeah. your success, and if so, how? So, no, I don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I don't naturally ce- celebrate them. Mm-hmm. And I am trying to just kind of embrace that that is who I am as a person. Okay. Because I, like, oftentimes when I finish a thing, you've talked about this, like the postpartum depression of a book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, for me, it's not quite that. It's when I finish a thing, I have to embrace the fact that it's not 
good. Or that it's not what I wanted it to be. Because it will never be what I wanted it right. to be. What I wanted it to be is perfect, the work of God, descended from the angels, <laughs> and like evidence that I'm the best writer ever. Okay. Because yeah. that, like, my, my brain is like, that is the only thing that would be acceptable. And everything else is kind of a failure. Oh, so goody. When I, usually when I finish something, I feel kind of sick. Because I'm like, oh, now I have to. Well, I guess I'm, yeah. Well, you're working on something. It can be anything. Like mm -hmm. the potential is enormous. But as soon as you finish it, you have to be back in the real world of like, oh, I, yeah. I need edits. Oh, goody, <laughs> and, edits, yeah. Or... Oh, goody, edits. And it's just a thing among a billion other things that exist in the world. Mm. And it's not special. And you're not special. It's just a thing. Yeah. So I'm trying to move away from even worrying about that mm -hmm. in the sense that I'm trying to just be like finishing a thing. is just a, a thing that happens in a big landscape of other stuff. Right. Right. So it's not like, it's like, yes, there are other little things that I'm proud of myself. It's like, if I take out the recycling, I'm a little, I'm like, Oh, I took out the recycling. Um, <laughs> as, or, I, as I stare at, at the first time in months, I got the garbage to the curb before yes. noon on the day garbage yes. is collected. Yeah. Exactly. And, and it's like, it's okay to get a little boost from that, but like, it's not, it's okay to also just be like, let it not be a big deal. Right. And just like six, like not success, but like things are just like finishing things, trying things is just part of life. Mm -hmm. And it's not significant in the big scheme of things. It doesn't right. mean anything about me that I finished that thing, except right. that I'm still working. I'm still breathing. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I don't like I've been sucked so hard into the vortex of like, you are your successes and nothing else. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's really important to me to be like, Hey, I deserve a good life where I sleep enough. I eat good food. I see my friends no matter what I'm doing. Even if I mm -hmm. never wrote another word or did another, like painted another stroke, I still okay. deserve those things. And I want to like build a life where I live a good life and the work is happening as part of that. It's not, the work yeah. is not how I earn that. Mm -hmm. The work is just part of it. And like, I also like, I, I'm a millennial. I have a very grim nihilistic view on the future. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't I, worry. Generation X right there with you. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Good God. But part of that is like, I want to enjoy the minutiae of my work mm -hmm. because I might not get to the end. I don't know what's coming. Yeah. So in like part of that's just brain stuff of like, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, this, I might set this project on fire. I don't know. But some of it is just like, I don't know that I'm going to have the chance to be successful in the way that, you know, traditional success was, was envisioned. So I have to enjoy the details of the work because that's what I get. That's what I know I get. Yeah. And that's like, it's not as exciting as having like a lot of real high highs and really low lows. Mm -hmm. But I think it might be a way forward is just to like, this is part of the landscape of overall. So I don't know that that is like a satisfying answer. But it's, but it's, like, but it's an accurate answer. And I think, I think that's kind of important is there, there is, and I realize we're doing a whole broad stroke with millennials and generation X and things yeah. like that. But there, there is among a lot of people I talk to just that, that same nihilistic, well, I've done this thing and all right. Uh, I don't know if that's going to help or what, but yeah, does it matter? Yeah. And yeah. Like, it only matters. Cause like you got to fill up the time before you're not here anymore. And you might as well fill it up with a way that like 
makes your heart feel whole. Yeah. But yeah. you can't say you can't base your hope hope on other people seeing that and wanting it or saying, let's give this person a million dollars because we don't live in that world. No, I'm not sure we ever did. I mean, well, OK, so so, yeah, we that that happens, but it's rarer than lightning striking someone once, let alone twice. And yeah, yeah. and I, I mean, you know, I know some of those people. Right. Absolutely, absolutely, I, and I don't, you know, I don't want to like de- like decry their successes. And like, I I went to a very good school. A lot of the people that I graduated mm-hmm. with are doing extraordinary things. Yep, and their successes are amazing. And I like more power to them. I respect them. But I guess I'm saying that like where I need to set my expectations is not that I should be up with those people who are you know possibly going to win a Nobel science, you know, a Nobel award in right. chemistry or whatever. Of like. When you say like I have to reach this before I'm worth before I'm worthy, mm-hmm. you might get there, but you're not going to feel good when you do. Right. In general, mm-hmm. like that has been my observation. Yep. Like, There's even if you are that person. There is a bit of a now what? Now, all right. Yeah. Now I have done this big goal that I've spent the last 40, 30, 40 years working yeah. towards. Now what? And yeah. th- that's why the the there's that whole among older people. Old, older than me people um mm-hmm. there's there's this whole thing that uh like the mortality rate amongst uh older men after they retire it just skyrockets not oh, necessarily because they're old but because they've wrapped their entire life into this this yeah. whole idea that i'm working hard and now we're going i'm going to do these things and now what yeah right no, yeah I, oh this is probably i like my father is a veterinarian mm. and he is a person for whom his job is his vocation. Right. Like, and I, he has commented like, Oh, I don't think I'll, I'll retire till I'm maybe 70. And I'm like, yeah, try 80 dad. Like you're like, yeah. this is, this is your life. Yeah. In, until you're no longer able to birth that cow in the stall at three in the morning, you're going to keep I going. Say that he, no, he stopped doing large animal when I was about like 15, 10, 15, because <laughs> Uh, I realized after a while that it's actually not normal for your father to come home with like spectacular bruises over his entire body because he's been kicked by various things. Uh, okay, that's, or, fair, that's oh, fair. The yeah. one where he's like, "Yeah, I got kicked by the cow in the front of my in the front of my thigh, but for some reason the bruise came out on the back." Oh yeah, yeah. No, I can I can see how that would happen. Yeah, that's oh yeah. man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's dogs and cats, dogs yeah. and cats, and other small mammals, but <laughs> but. I yeah, but no, that like definitely I'm like I I'm not sure like he might he has he might say things about retiring, but I'm like mm, mm, yeah. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm suspicious. Thinking but, thinking of, of small animals, there's a rooster outside my window crowing right now. So yeah. Hello Dalton. How are you? Apparently I either I need to go give him water or, or snacks, but he can wait. He can deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Pay yeah. attention to me. Yeah. Yeah, where are uh, my girls? They've wandered off. Uh, there's a squirrel near here. Um, yeah. You know, a a truck passed by at the end of the road, like a quarter mile over there. Yeah. Um, the neighbor's dog farted. I have to assert myself. It's yeah. It's... <laughs> Roosters crow a lot. Yes, <laughs> my goodness. I I wonder. I don't know if that's like the dependent on the circumstance or dependent on the the breed of rooster. So I, I have a friend with um, roosters, but hers. I don't remember. I. For the life of me, I can't remember what breed they are, but they're not quite as uh, vocal. <laughs> as- environmental um, breed, um, 
you know, a, a lot of it, like, he's vocal because they free-range their animals wandering through here. He's declaring his territory. He's declaring his displeasure, things like that, you know. Yes. Um, that isn't the case for all roosters, right? Some roosters, yeah. if you get two roosters in a space, they will compete with each other Oh yes, for dominance. <laughs> if you have one and there's none, none of that other stuff, then maybe he only crows once or twice a day instead of... Fucking constantly some days. Um, I love him. It's just, you know. No, no. I, I, no he, question. No he question. started an hour before dawn, I think, yelling that the sun was not up yet and he needed someone to fix that. I Yes. Yeah. He has faith in you. Yes, he does. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, well, that's yes. everything. All right. All yeah. right. Um, do you have... Uh, do you have anything you want to, to the people to share or look at or, or things like that? I do. I okay. do. Um, so I, I have the story blog that I mentioned, mm-hmm. which is called high flying poultry dot wordpress.com. Um, flying and it poultry. is, yeah, it posts, uh, stories and watercolor illustrations there. Okay. Uh, which with some regularity though, essentially it gets updated like a couple times a month. Yeah. yeah. Um, with, <laughs> with certain, you know, times out for things like moving and oh, yeah, yeah. holidays. Oh God. Um, I understand. I also, completely, yeah. Yeah. I, I, let's see. I'm on Twitter. Uh, unfortunately I, I realized that I probably should not have made my Twitter handle my last name cause it's unspellable or excuse me, unspellable based on pronunciation. <laughs> it's Jokenauer about, which is D O C H E N O U R about. Uh, I have a, the, there's a little storytelling podcast that goes with the mm-hmm. is linked on, on that uh, story page. I have a book on Amazon, which is linked on all of these things. Yay. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So various, various creative endeavors. Cool. Then uh, I will make sure all of these get linked. Hot damn. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, and thinking of thank you. Thank you so much. Um, uh, uh, it's been great, Sharon. It's been absolutely yeah, fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, and um, uh, for the people listening at home, we'll be right back. I had so much fun talking to Sharon. Even the deep stuff, it was still just kind of eye-opening. It's always a learning experience for me, and I want to thank Sharon so much for coming on the show. Really, it was it was a, a fantastic interview. So, I have a note that our badge code this week is three months, the number three followed by the word once, months, months, uh, three months, all one word, no spaces. That's going to be our badge code. For those of you who might be tuning in for the first time, everybody else is going, oh God, here we go again. We issue Mozilla open badges, which are images with metadata to indicate how you earned them. And they're 
used on various sites across the internet for educational purposes, for claiming credits, for stuff like that. I think they're fun. And so you can go to productivityalchemy.com, look for the spot to enter the badge code, and just type in the number three months, and you will be awarded the badge for this episode. And it'll also say, congratulations, you managed to listen all the way to the end. Huzzah. <laughs> or something along those lines. I try to mix it up a little bit. There's there's some template and some copy-paste, but I try to, I try to, you know, mix it up every so often. So... If you've enjoyed listening, and even if you haven't, but somehow you got to the end anyway, uh, you can support us at Patreon at Ursula V. That's U-R-S-U-L-A-V. Mm-hmm. That goes to pay for our expensive medications. Our, uh, that we need mostly because of the other podcasts. Well, yes, but the anxiety meds help a lot, too. Oh, yeah, those. Uh, and the equipment we need for the show, which, yep. you know, we occasionally have to lay out for microphones and hosting and stuff. Yeah. Oh, and I just bought, actually... Two- oh, yes, you have to update on the, the, the thing. Right, so I, I using... Patreon funds, or maybe it was coffee funds, I forget which, I bought an under-desk tray that can fold up and down. Now, I'm getting some adapters to put right angles on the cable so that I can close it up, because right now, I'm about to wang myself right in the thigh with it, based on chair height and where it is. But it holds the little soundboard so the cats don't walk on it anymore. That's correct. The cats, like, if I move it just ever so slightly up and underneath, it stows, and the cats can't walk on the soundboard anymore. For For a week, like... I've been just having to tune it a little bit, but I don't have to retune it next week. I mean, I just have to turn you down and turn you back up. I don't have to worry that someone will have been stepping on the echo, on the, uh, yeah, the reverb button. <laughs> oh, no, really. No, uh, I know. I, I think know. it came in on Friday, but Thursday night I was recording Hidden Almanac and. Somebody had stepped on the reverb button, so there's just this slight echo with Reverend Mord. And it's not as big a deal on Hidden Almanac. It was very, very light, and the music kind of covered it. It's a bigger deal on things like this or when I'm doing interviews, because then it sounds like I'm in a tube. Yes. You know, and we don't want that. We are reporting live from the sewer drain. Uh, Yes. You can also support Kevin at Kofi. Uh, ko-fi.com slash ksunny, K-S-O-N-N-E-Y. And uh, if you have no money, that's okay. Tell yeah. people you like the show. Send us a question. We like getting questions. There are things we get to read for the question part. And that'll be next week. Episode 89 will be our question show. Yep. Our, our letter show. So we're really looking forward to that. And I think I've almost scheduled... Or rescheduled all of the people who had volunteered as tribute. As soon as I've got all of the ones recorded, they're going to get us through to the other side of the trip. I'm going to put a pause on on scheduling new ones because, well, we've got the trip. We should we should wrap it soon because I'm having the round chair problem. Oh yes, the round chair problem. Well, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Hannah, for coming on the show. Thank you, Torty, for not climbing on people and thank you, Quack Quack Hong Kong, for designs for uh, reassuring me that was not just me. This is a problem suffered by many people with uh, lady bits. Let us say uh, 
No, there are many women who have lady bits that are not shaped quite the That's, same okay, way. That's okay, yeah, yeah. But for uh, you are those right. assigned female at birth, let us say, tend to have certain biological problems in that vicinity when sitting on ball chairs, and I'm having it right now, so hey. So hey, folks, we'll see you next week, and stay productive. Yay! Good job dancing around the TMI this time. I tried. <laughs>